Just a heads up, this is a feel-good podcast, but we do talk about some mental health issues. If you or a mate needs help, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Hey there, you're listening to Good Talk Great Mate, a podcast made by young people for young people. Come join us for a chat on the banks of the Namoi River. So sit back and relax. Your mental break starts now. Hello and welcome back to Round 2 with the Boggy Ninja Cruise Morley. My name's Luke Longworth. And I'm Alex Myson. We're here at 2 Max FM in Narrabri on Camilleroy Country. Cutting to the chase, we know you really just want to hear more about the Australian Ninja Warrior contestant who put the little town of Bogabri on the map. So here he is, part two of our chat with the ninja legend himself. So when I was doing my research, um, I found that you were doing this walk. Could you tell us more about it? Yeah, so um, that was a walk. It was the cancer walk. So yeah, I had a had a cousin that um, lost his life to cancer and I just wanted to do something for cancer. So um, the Gunnar Can Assist, which is a cancer foundation, I wanted to do something to donate money to it. So I, you know, had the thought of going for a big walk. <laughs> um, and I walked from Bogorai to Gunnedah, um, which was took me eight and a half hours, I think. Um, and it was about 65,000 steps. <laughs> so it was definitely a big walk, but um, I think we raised about seven grand, um, which went to that charity and hopefully, hopefully it helped people and families that are in need but um yeah that was just a bit of a kind of saying that climate coming ahead and i was like oh i want to be like forest gump i just, <laughs> I just want to go on a walk so um, i was like why not i did it like that said when i thought about it it happened two weeks later so i was like oh sweet i'm gonna do it and then um had some help from friends and family set up you know donation points on the way and it shocked me actually because i thought it wasn't going to be big but by the time i got in the gunner i had a um a fire truck um, escort me in. <laughs> Road was closed, and I had about I'm going to probably say 300 people walking behind me. And oh. then by the time I got into Canada, I had the wall set up, so that was my last challenge. The, the big water run up, um, and then the crowd was it was crazy. There was about three or four hundred people there, easy um, looking at Woolly Car Park and saying, "What the hell's going on over there?" <laughs> so it was coming. I was coming in um, fire truck escorting me in. It was pretty. I was like, "Oh, geez, I didn't know it was going to be this big." And then I faced the um, after walking eight and a half hours, I had to run up the wall. And I, I did, and um, that was the end of it, really, so everyone clapped. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the end, I took my shoes off, and then, yeah, skin was just peeling. I, 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 think it wore, like, I think I went through three joggers on that wall. Oh, so, three joggers. It was, yeah, I, like, yeah, the halfway, I was like, oh, sweet, i got to change into a new pair of joggers. It felt like I was just walking on, like, bindies, really. <laughs> um, so it was good to see the town get behind. It was good to see, you know, I had a few young kids as well that, you know, actually walked the whole way with me, which oh, is really? shocking. Wow. I had like a 13 year old boy that walked the whole way, and I was like, You're mad. He's like, No, you're mad. I'm like, Nah, well, together we're both mad, but let's walk. Uh, I thought he was going to give up, but he didn't. He just kept going. I was like, Geez, right, sweet, let's go. <laughs> but, um, you know, I started jogging a couple of times, and yeah, no, it was good to see the town got really behind it, and then it's good to see the money went to a good course. Yeah. How far is it from Ogabrete, kind of? Um, so it's about. 35k so if you're driving it's about 30 minutes and if you're walking by experience it's eight and a half hours <laughs> it's about like 12 for yeah. normal people yeah <laughs> yeah that's it so um but you know i had a lot of people truckies stop and donate money on the way throw 50 bucks out the window and stuff so that was <laughs> it was crazy it was very big um especially when i was like 
having the town come into Gunnedah and a lot of people walking with banners and signs and a fire truck escorting me in. So it was pretty cool. But, um, you know, it's good that the money went to someone, to someone, a family that would really need it, really benefit from it. Yeah. So did you try and keep a positive mindset while you're on the walk? I did because I've never done it before. <laughs> I, I walked into a, a, the old Dogsy, Mad Dog from Gunnada, um, from Bogavai, and he, um, so Dogsy, which is also known as Mad Dog from Bogavai, he's a local legend. Yeah, he's done a lot of charity things and a lot of walks from Bogavai to Gunnada. So, you know, he just added a little yarn and told me that he actually one day he walked there and one day he pushed a wheelchair, a kid in a wheelchair there, which is really, I was like, geez, you're, you're crazy, <laughs> but. It's um. I was like, I'm just walking there, and one, I think one day he said he had something on his back or something. But um, yeah, he's done a lot. So I was like, oh sweet, I can do that then. <laughs> I'm pretty fit, but um, he can do it. D- I can do it. <laughs> That's it. He can do. I can do better. Yeah, I think I think it's gotten further since he's done it though. So, but um, by the halfway mark, I was like, oh crap, I don't think I can do it. I was hot, sweaty. It was a very hot day. Um, it was in summer, so I was like, you know, a lot of bottles of water, but um. Yeah, it was, there was a time where I was like, oh, I want to give up. But I was like, you know, I've raised a lot of money, so I want to continue on. And with the positivity and the motivation I had, it just was like, just kept kicking me, really. It just kept, it was like a horse riding me. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, so there was times I wanted to give up. But Morgan Ninja, positive mind, motivation, I got the job done. Yeah. So, so like, what, what would be a rough <laughs> estimate as to how many bottles you went through? Oh, there's no, I, can't, I couldn't put a number on it really. There was a lot. Would it be in the the ten? There was a, there was a time where the the escort vehicle behind me said, "You're on your last bottle of water," and then he had to come back into Bogoroy to get more water. <laughs> so I was on my own for a bit, and I was like, ah, "I'll walk by myself." <laughs> but um, you know, I was especially on the road in the summer. I was, you know, I was like, it was crazy. Trucks driving past 100 mile an hour. I was like, "Oh well, <laughs> it was good when they drove past because it was a nice fresh breeze." But um, especially snakes, and that was very. I was like, "Oh crap, here we yeah. go." But um, in their tar, it was it was hot, so it was just yeah. I just had the positive mind to do it. Did you like see any snakes there, or was it just like? Um, no, didn't see a snake on the road. That's actually, lucky. it was it was lucky. A few crows. I was like, oh, I'm not dead yet. Get away! No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, but I was like, yeah. So um, I definitely had the support of um, a few radio stations in um, Gunnedah too, and I had the news crew out there too. You know, recording me on my road, so. Definitely had a big support, and I think that's the word got out that I was doing it. And then when I got to Gunnar, I think because I've done so much for the town, they wanted to, you know, help me out and walk the rest. So it was good to see the town getting behind it. Yeah. So your motivation came from like everyone around you. Right? Definitely, uh, yeah. I, I definitely I surround myself with a lot of people. That's where I get my motivation and positivity. Um, I definitely don't get it from myself. I get it from other people, but apparently I give it to people. So you know, it's a win-win. So. But, yeah, definitely when I seen that, I was like, oh, yeah, this was like 2Ks out. And I was like, oh, geez, look at all these people. And then they just started turning around, walking with me, fire truck. I was like, yeah, let's keep going. Um, and then when they, when I got to the wall, I was like, oh, wow, geez, my legs can't feel them. So I just <laughs> sat down for about two minutes. I said, oh, give me a second, I'll do it in a minute. Um, and the big crowd, the crowd just got bigger and bigger. And then I made it up the wall. And um, that was the end of, you know, that, that was the last challenge to make it up the wall. So when everyone said, oh, yeah, you're just walking eight and a half hours, and I said, no, nah, I've got to beat the wall at the end still too. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're mad. I'm like, yeah, I should be right. But, um, yeah, it was just all for cancer, you know, pe- helping those people in need. Uh, so is that how you keep motivation for everything, just surrounding yourself with the 
people who will motivate you to do it. Yeah, I you know even online I just get motivation offline, and you know I just watch videos and you know Denzel Washington videos and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's just like other videos that I'm like, oh crap, yeah, this just like pump me up. Dead set, or even if I listen to a good song, it'll just pump me up. And I'll just go like, oh, yes, wait, I'm going to do 20 push-ups. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's weird. So it's like music, other people, they just, yeah, give me that motivation. And then a lot of people say, oh, yeah, Boggy Ninja, he's, so, he's, he's got heaps of motivation and positivity. I'm like, nah, you give it to me. They're like, no, nah, you give it to us. And I'm like, oh, well, let's do it then. So, um, yeah, definitely surround, even though, yeah, for people out there that's, you know, suffer from mental health or depression, just surround yourself with friends and family and, yeah, you'll be right. It's just an amazing feeling to just hear people tell you stories like, oh, yeah, you motivated me to to do something. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Do you have any stories? Like, have people told you, like, oh, yeah, you got them to do something or, like, well, it was funny because when I went down the season six of Australian Ninja Warrior, um, there was a, a farmer there and he, he made it on the show and he was in my heat and he was in from a small town and he, he came up to me and he was like, oh, you're the reason I'm here. You've inspired me to get on the show. I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. I was like, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm just out near, um, I forget where it is now, like Tambar Springs. It was a very oh, yeah. small town and there was actually Ninja on from Tambar Springs. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so small, <laughs> smaller than Bogger Ride. He's like, no, nah, you inspired me. So I was like, oh, thank you. Like, I didn't even really know what to say at the time. I was like, oh, sweet. It's good that um that season five run and that backstory and actually it was cool because um I actually watched a podcast from a um Ben Fordham show and he was he was interviewing the prime minister right Scott Morrison oh, and yeah. it was funny because um he was like oh yeah Scott Morrison was like oh sweet I watched your show on um on Australian Ninja Warrior last night and Ben's like oh yeah sweet how was it and he's like yeah nah I really like the guy my favorite guy is the guy from Bogger Bright I was like holy crap <laughs> <laughs> got the old uh you know hype from the old prime minister so um that when I heard that I was like holy crap shit <laughs> it's good that uh other people out there are watching it you know I just thought it was other families and friends and stuff but um when Scott Morrison watched my run I was like oh crap right sweet I was gonna go and say oh any sponsorship, Scott? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you mentioned my name, but uh, but yeah, no, we're not going to mention from him. It just made me like hype up even more. So yeah, when people mention the Boggy Ninja, definitely like I'm I'm pretty proud of that. So you you said you work at the PCYC now? I do. Yeah, I work. I started off there in um, yeah middle of this year as an activities officer, and then I worked. Um, I you know, got in t- touch with one of the CEOs and he's asked me to do the youth officer role for the Fit for Work program that we're running. So, yeah, I work at PCYC, yeah. <laughs> People most likely know what that is, but if they don't, can you just explain yeah, what Yeah, it so it's um police citizen youth program. Um, it's run in Gunnedah. Unfortunately, Narrabri hasn't got one. Hopefully work on that and get one here as well. But um, it's kind of just for youth people or even they run activities and with the police. So it's just definitely just to engage with the people that are even not like in school or, you know, just having trouble in their daily life just to give them that bit of positivity, motivation. So um, being the fit for work youth officer this term, I was put into the role just to, you know, observe and help those people and find them work experience and jobs. So actually doing the Fit for Work program for Narrabri High students. So we've got about 10 students from Narrabri High that travel across Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays every week. And then, um, yeah, so on a Monday we find them a bit of work experience. So it's definitely just to help those people that are either not enjoying school, having a bit of self-doubt in themselves, just to get them back on track and either find them a job or just put them back in the school, really. So are you enjoying that, Like, How are you? 
How yeah, do you like it? Oh, it's good. I didn't realise, you know, it's good to be in the bog and injury in that role because you know, everyone's like, oh, Cruz. Yeah, so this guy's, before even the first day when they all come to um, PCYC, they're like, oh, sweet, I'm Abby, the trainer. Hey, I'm Shari, the youth officer, um, the YEA. And I was like, hey, I'm Cruz, the youth officer. And they're like, bogey ninja. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is a bad idea. I told you not to put me in this role. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you know more? I'm like, yeah, I know pretty much all these people. So it's good to know who they are in their role, actually. So, um, yeah, but I am enjoying it just to, you know, help those people that are in need. And it's good that to have contacts as well and sponsorships that I know that I can ask to either do an industry visit at or say, hey, I've got a young kid that wants to do work experience, which I've, you know, done for a couple of the kids. And um, a couple of them have even scored apprenticeships out of it. So, yeah, when you hear that they've scored scored apprenticeship out of it, you're like, oh, you know, like at least the program's working for a few of them. And then a few of them, you know, either just getting the confidence on doing an interview or doing the work experience. So it's definitely just to, yeah, build up yourself for work, really. So, like, you're just just barely not a teenager at this point. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you work with a lot of teenagers. What are some, like, problems you see happen a lot and how would you recommend people dealing with them? See, I see a lot of, um, so, for example, that app Snapchat. Like, I always see... Like people in teenagers that'll like, oh, I don't know what to say back or don't know what filter to use. I'm like, just send a photo of your actual face. Like, don't be embarrassed about it. Um, but definitely stuff like that. It's just, especially what teenagers go through is social media. Um, so, yeah, I always see for people in my even in the the program I run stuff like that. You see people like, oh, what, what filter do we use? What one? Oh, I get a selfie. I'm like, oh. Can we not do that? Can we just actual send a photo of yourself, actual what you look like? Like, who cares if you've got a pimple on your face or freckles or stuff like that? You know, even like, because it's going to eventually, like, if you see someone down the street, you're like, oh, geez, she didn't know she had freckles, <laughs> like, stuff like that. So, um, for example, like, I was talking to someone on, when I had Snapchat, I deleted it too because it was just a bunch of baloney. But I used to see people on um, in Canada or something like parents and stuff like that and i'm like oh yeah and then i actually seen him down the street and i'm like whoa jesus like you actually on your story didn't you even like what um like there's apps you can actually download to make you get a six-pack like oh. <laughs> so i'm not even believing if i see someone that's got a six-pack anymore but um oh it's just yeah but definitely i see a lot of bullying in teenaging um a lot of people that say that you know fat or actually skinny or look ugly um so it's definitely just the world what it's coming to really it's just but the best advice I can give is really just get off social media and get outdoors and just because, you know, you may never know someone's actually, you might bump into someone that actually appreciates who you are and not really for what many followers you've got and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely see that in a lot of teenagers. So, Cruz, in a world where social media can be a 50-50 between real and fake, how would you um, uncover the fake stuff? Mm, see, personally, I hate social media um, <laughs> because, as you said, um, I believe it is a lot of fake stuff. You know, all these girls getting famous and stuff off, like, just filters, really. And definitely, I guess it has had a big impact in the world. And even I've seen a lot of people commit suicide over social media. So it's definitely had a big toll, I reckon, just for either body shaming or, you know, just being able to get in contact with someone you bully at school. You can you can go and keep continue bullying. So um it's definitely yeah, I reckon it's had a really big impact on 
really the world. Um, body shaming, bullying, you know, harassing as well. So, um, yeah, but definitely when I do watch, in, you know, get on Facebook or Instagram and sometimes I'll see a post of someone that isn't really embarrassed of putting their body on there, you know, someone that's either overweight but isn't embarrassed to show. And then I look at her followers and it's good to see that she's actually famous off posting stuff that hasn't got filters or stuff like that. So especially with Ninja Warrior, it's actually good because if you see a video from Ninja Warrior, you know it's not fake. You can't really impersonate a filter for you hanging on an obstacle or doing a bar spin. You've actually got to get out there and do it. So, But other than that, TikTok as well and stuff like that, best advice I can give is to pretty much get off it if you can. Um, I'm addicted to TikTok myself, but um, it's only it's only overnight thing. So when I'm going to bed, I'm like, I'll jump on just to see what baloney's on there. Um, for example, I do TikTok too, and people say, oh, you got heaps of followers. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not really for fake stuff. It's the actual stuff I do. I don't do this fake stuff really get on. If you really want to get on inst- um, social media, you just got to pretty much bear the hate really because even an example, I post a video on um, TikTok of me doing a bar spin. I get a lot of negative comments saying, "Oh, this is you know crap. I could do that." And um, I just usually read through the comments because I, I pick off the ones that say bad shit, and I, I kind of stick up for the people that are actually trying to make a difference in the world. So, yeah, you don't actually realise what their people are going through. So, as people say, never judge a book by its cover, and um, that's what I also love. You know, I used to always use that saying, and um, yeah, so if, like social media, never. If someone's posting a video, never know what they're going through. So always try and I always just comment positive things. Um, and then, yeah. But other than that, that's all I can give about social media. If not, get off it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, do you just think there's a stigma around mental health? And what would you say we could do to change people's opinions on mental health? Um, see, if, when I was younger, when I went through mental health and stuff like that, like, especially when I was on social media and yeah. stuff, I had to, uh, you know, post stuff on what I was doing or boys like out with the weekend with the boys on the boat or going skiing and stuff like that. I actually had a very bad addiction to looking at how many likes it's had and how many views it's had. And I know that's exactly what everyone does worldwide. But uh, I never used to delete the video, but I see a lot of people that will delete the video if it hasn't got a certain amount of likes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these are mad. But um, if you're ever suffering with the mental health problems um, and stuff like that, I definitely speak to someone that, you know, a friend. I, I've got really good friends and stuff. Like I'll always speak to um, people that are in need. So, um, yeah, if you're ever suffering from that mental health or if you're ever witnessing or experiencing bullying or if you need to speak up, really, just I usually always go to a friend, um, someone that can actually that has your back. Because um, I know deep down, everyone in the world should have a friend that will back them up, and um, that's what I always used to do. I used to go to a friend or um, for, for like family as well. People, even people that you look up to, I used to message before I even was on the show. I used to message ninjas, you know, like what can I do to change this and what can I do that. So. Um, Definitely, if you have a inspiration or a, someone that motivates you, really go up to reach reach out to them. Um, no, not fifth, like ninety nine percent of the time they won't respond. If it's like Dwayne Johnson, which I've tried to text myself, <laughs> but um, you know, someone, even family members. So if you ever suffering from depression, mental health, you know, speak up. There's, there's, I know there's a program out there that's actually called Speak Up. Um, it's actually a good program. So. 
you can even go online and you know reach out to those people that experience that are going through the same thing that you're going through. There's people out there that can actually connect to um you know someone that in need. If you're getting bullied, there's someone out else out there that's getting bullied. But um you know if I ever say if I ever got bullied, I'd be like, well, I'm a, I know I'm only getting bullied because I'm better than the people that are bullying me. You know, like um so that's what I'm saying. I think I don't know who used that saying, but I know there was a an actor that used that saying. Um, if you're ever getting bullied, it's because you're better than the people that bully you. So, um, yeah, definitely reach out to people that are going through the same thing. You know, you might even make a friend or, you know, even just to have that connection to, um, you know, work through it together. So, yeah, like you're 20 at this point. You're not much older than us. Uh, but, but just wondering, do you have any advice you might give us on just staying healthy or, like, general life advice yeah no a lot i shock a lot of people when i say i'm 20 because if i'm texting them online and saying oh we're coming to your gym um this week and you know for example i say like i've worked as a chef worked in supermarket you know worked worked a lot (laughs) in when i was younger so um yeah when i when those people actually come to the gym they're like oh sweet this is a cool setup and you know, like, you've done well. And I'm like, yeah. like how old are you? I'm like, 20. Like, what? I'm like, yeah. yeah like, you don't, you don't really expect. 20. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you've, um, done a, you've done a lot for a 20-year-old. Oh, I've done a lot for a 20-year-old. The general idea of a 20-year-old isn't starting your own business, having, like, well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> having done a lot of work. It's just, when I got the job at PCYC, they're like, what, are you, what did you do previously? And I'm like, I was a chef. And they're like, really? <laughs> then you have to be, like, 16 to be a chef? I'm like, nah, I started, like, 14. And they're like, oh, yeah, sweet. And I was like, oh. So cook them up feeds and all that stuff in the kitchen. So as the youth officer too, you got to prep the lunch. And um, I think they're very lucky students because I'm a chef, so I cook <laughs> some fancy foods and stuff like that and do a lot of things from scratch. So like we do tacos and we had nachos the other day from scratch. So, um, yeah, nice. they definitely love it. So, But advice for people that are younger than me? <laughs> you see, this is what I really hate because I hate – Given advice to older people because it feels yeah, w- yes. weird for some reason yeah. because I'm like, you've been like around longer than me. And I'm like, well, if someone comes to the gym and they're older than me, I'm like, oh, this feels weird. But I'm like, nah, never mind, <laughs> I'll show them up. But um, yeah, definitely just to um, start, I reckon if you're out there, start now. If you want to do a, get a goal done or even if you want to, you know, work in a job, make sure you start now because, you know, it's good to get experience when you're young. And then if you do not really enjoy that, um, you can actually you know, quit or stop and then find something you actually really enjoy. So when I was younger, I was um, doing different things. I started off, my first job was in a butcher. So I started um, just cleaning the mincer and the bandsaw and stuff like that. And I was like 13 at that stage. And then I moved up next door in Bogoro, next door. I worked at IGA. Um, and then I worked across the road at the Bluebird Cafe. <laughs> and then I went back over to the left side, which is at the pub. Um, but yeah, no, because all that, when I was younger, I could finally you know, get the experience. And I was like, oh, I worked over at the Bluebird Cafe. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was a dishy then. I'm like, nah, I don't like washing dishes. And then I went to the kitchen. And then um, I actually really have a big passion in cooking. So um, I did really enjoy that job. So I was there for like four or five years. But yeah, so pretty much start now. If you set your goals now and so you're gonna, you can have a, you know, that time. If you're setting your goals when you're 30, it's kind of, I reckon, too late. You know, like, so start young, really. So if you're young ones out there, start now so you get the time to actually achieve that goal because, um, yeah, I find the older people, you know, they say that they're going to do it and, um, yeah, don't really do it because they just slack off. So <laughs> um, same with me sometimes. Like if I say I want to do a goal, I make I try to stand by it. Um, but, um, yeah, get outdoors even, get off the game. That's probably the biggest 
thing. I reckon it's just to get off the game. Set a goal, get it done, and you honestly feel good about it. So with just exercising in general, do you have any, like, things that you would tell people to do if, like, they can't get over to your gym? Yeah, so I've told a few of them that had come from Canada that say, like, so, for example, a lot of people have qualified for nationals, and then some of them message me when I run a national qualifier and say, oh, sorry, we can't make it this week or we can't make it a couple of days, what do you reckon you can do from home? Um, and it's just pretty simple stuff. It's just push-ups, um, a couple of sit-ups, planking. Planking is the main thing, I reckon, because that builds your upper body and your core strength. And Luke probably knows from the, the warp wall, it's definitely core strength and upper body. <laughs> so it's definitely nothing else. It's not balancing. It's just, yeah, a lot of core and upper body to pull yourself up there. So... Um, if it's stuff like that, and if they do have like a monkey bar set up, which a lot of uh, surprised me how many people have got like the funky monkey bars set up in their backyard, um, definitely just to tell them to hang or swing around and even start to practice Lashane. Um, but other than that, yeah, anything that'll build up your upper body. Did you say Lashane? Lashane, yep. Lashane. Lashane. Oh, that's a ninja term. You're not a ninja. <laughs> do you know what Lashane is? I have no idea. Please educate me. Luke okay. will demonstrate. So, um,. <laughs> Demonstrate on the audio. <laughs> yeah. So what you want to do is you want to reach up to a monkey bar. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so when you're hanging from a bar, you basically gather up momentum, and then when you go and reach for it, you don't. You take both hands off of um the current bar, and then oh, so like you're jumping from one bar to another. Yes. Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's easy. So it's, it's like it's monkey easy? bars, but further apart. So, therefore, you got to let your both hands go and fly through the air like a monkey and jump <laughs> onto the bar. So, I've got one out there that's at three-metre gap, and it requires a bit of a big swing to get from that bar to that bar. And then, you know, a lot of kids try it, or even adults try it, and then they kind of get the big swing going, but then they go like, oh, crap, I've got to actually release here. Like, jump. <laughs> i got to jump like a freaking cat. Um, yeah, so Lashane is just swinging from one bar to another, but when you say Lashane, it's kind of like a big gap. So you yeah. want to really get a big swing going and fly through the air. The easy part, I'll tell you, is getting the swing going. Then the hardest part is releasing and then catching the bar at such speed. It definitely, like, <laughs> shocks your hands or it can peel out under your hands. For example, I've gotten a big swing in my comp. It was embarrassing ads because I was like, dang it. Got a big swing going and then I kind of like rolled my wrist and it slipped out. And luckily there was oh. a mat under me and I shot out 100 mile an hour and I went straight <laughs> on my back and I was like, oh crap, that was embarrassing. <laughs> and they're like, well, you didn't just down. And I'm like, oh, be quiet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost gymnastics oh, at that it, point. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. you do tricks and stuff. But um, that is definitely um, is what Ninja's about. Actually, is a lot of lachets. So, for example, there'll be lachets of a bar. There'll be lachets of... That'll you'll have to definitely tense your fingers on. So, yeah, there's like the shelf grabs, for example, which were on my Heat Season 5. It is about six centimetres of grip on your fingers. So you got to like bend your fingers, hang on, and swing while um, hanging on as well. So there is a lot of harder lachets and a lot of easier lachets. There's just a simple bar lachet to a cliffhanger lachet, which is, yeah, it's kind of like breaks your fingernails almost. <laughs> yeah, when again, it's an enduring just... I forgot to mention that one. Yeah, make sure you can lache. Anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> oh, I think if you're in the Gunnedah or now, if you're listening from the Gunnedah or Narrabri region and think you've watched the show and said, oh, you could do that, 
come out to the Boggy Ninja Academy and see if you can actually do it. Um, because a lot of people on, well, I've had a lot of people, even my brothers and sisters, saying, "Oh, we can do this," and I'm like, "Right, I'm opening the gym tomorrow. Come down." Or some when I was working in the pub, they were like, um, "Oh, yeah, we could do that, mate." And I'm like, "Oh, right." I, I dead set would say, "Right, let's go down the gym right now." <laughs> and then they'd come down and they're like, "Oh, wait, this is harder than we think." So if you're out there thinking you can do Ninja Warrior, um, definitely come down. And even if you want to link up and do a training session, so Boggy Ninja Academy, and yeah, I definitely can bet you you'll enjoy it and you'll get the positivity and the motivation. Try and beat me or Cruz. <laughs> or Zaxxon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Luke's a good ninja, so if you want to come and try and take him down, you actually have to do quick. You have to, you have to go fast because he goes fast. He doesn't I, think. I've got a new goal. <laughs> I'm going to do it by, by not, not trying, though. I'm going to try and disadvantage Luke. I will break a bone. But um, on the back of that, ninja, I think, has an impact on every sport, I reckon. So if you're a footy player... Um, for example, I was coaching the under-13s in Gunnada in um, Rugby League last year, and um, I tried to get him out to do a little bit in the gym just to build up that grip strength. So, for example, catching a ball, which you need in footy, or building up your shoulders, which is Ninja Warrior requires. Um, if you're in gymnastics, that also has an impact on Ninja Warrior, you know, balancing and being able to hang and swing, um, and even soccer, you know, control and stuff and eye coordination and stuff. So I reckon Ninja Warrior, if you say, would it help you in this sport? I bet you a thousand bucks it would. So good. Thank you for coming, Cruz. It's been yeah. a pleasure talking to you. It's been an amazing chat. Yeah, thanks for just telling us how you feel about topics. And yeah, thank you for coming down. Hey, good. It's been an honour. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, yeah, what I've said and the answers I've given helps people that are out there in need. Thank you for listening to the Good Talk, Great Mate podcast. This podcast is proudly supported by the Narrabri Shire Council and funded by the New South Wales Government. This is a feel-good podcast, but we do talk about some mental health issues. So remember, if you or a mate needs help, check out our show notes for more helpful resources. If you or a mate is in crisis, please call Lifeline 13 11 14, Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800, or on the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 or you can talk about support available with your doctor or a local rural mental health coordinator. And mate, it'd be great if you subscribe, give us a follow, and share this episode with your friends. Catch you next time.